This is Express FM. Supported by Southern Co-op. We are passionately Pompey. That's the final action of this match. Portsford are going to Wembley. Can it be forced in? It can! Portsford have scored! And what a huge goal that could be! Pure, unadulterated Pompey. With the talent and the players that we've got and the ambition, I think there's no reason why we can't put our minds to promotion. Action and reaction. We've been in League One for too long and there's no guarantee, but you know there's a real sense of urgency and ambition to gain promotion. Giving Pompey fans a voice. No more looking back now for football. We're going to try to create something that's really exciting. This is the Football Hour. The one team that stands out, that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan base, a brand new season is almost upon us after what has seemed like a very long, hot, grueling and at times a very frustrating pre-season. We are now just eight days away from the return of competitive football for Pompey. Players have come and gone over the duration of the summer as the Blues prepare to dive into their sixth year in League One. Seven have made the move to the South Coast and put pen to paper to commit their futures to the club and we'll be hearing from a few of them this evening including the very first signing of the summer Marlon Pack who talks about his emotional homecoming the club's changed massively been some good times ultimately there's been some unfortunate times and hoping coming back there's going to be a lot of good times on the horizon Gavin Bazunu was one of the stand-up performers of last season when he adopted the role in between the Pompey sticks. He's no longer around, so Danny Cowley has been hunting for his replacement, which has come in the form of West Brom goalkeeper Josh Griffiths. Tonight, he discusses his reasoning for joining Portsmouth. I wanted to come out and continue uh, ticking off those games and to come to a club like Portsmouth was a real honour. And yesterday evening, we saw a crazy transfer saga come to an end and for once, it was actually Pompey who were left with the happiest outcome. Colby Bishop will be on between now and seven to talk about how excited he is to pull on the famous Royal Blue shirt. Coming here as an away team, it's mesmerising, but I can only imagine what it's like wearing these colours and this strip when you're one of their own, so I can't wait. After 11 weeks away, it is great to welcome you back as we welcome in the 2022-2023 season. My name is Jake Smith and you join me here on 93.7 Express FM for an all-new series of the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. A very, very, very good evening and welcome back to the return of the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM, your home of passionate Pompey discussion twice a week, every week. And we are pleased to say that once again this season, the Football Hour has been sponsored by Stagecoach across the South. You can visit their website, stagecoachbus.com, to find out more information on ticket fares and route updates in your area. Well, it has been a very, very busy summer. It's been a long 11 weeks since we were last on air here at Express FM on the 6th of May. After what was a disappointing end for 2021-22 League One campaign. Uh, 4-1 defeat away to Sheffield Wednesday the final game of the season and we already knew it at the time anyway but Pompey will be playing in League 1 for a 6th consecutive campaign this evening we'll be reining in the new season and previewing the visit of Coventry City to Fratton Park in tomorrow afternoon's friendly and I'll be joined alongside Dean Adams and Tom Malley to do all of that we'll hear from a couple of the Pompey sidings and we'll talk about the departures from Fratton Park the players that have left they've come they've gone we'll talk about all of the pre-season results 
results. We'll talk about the fixtures that have been released, cup competitions, everything you can expect to see between now and May 2023. We'll try and cram it all in between now and next Friday. We won't get a chance to talk about every single thing tonight, but we will try and talk about the very hot topics uh, as much as we can. So without uh, any further ado, it is my absolute pleasure to welcome on for the very first time this season. Dean Adams is back on the show. Evening, Jake. How are you doing? I'm not too bad, thank you. I'm in a nice air-conditioned... Oh, it's lovely, isn't it? ...Express FM studio. I I need my jumper. (laughs) I I know. It rained early, and do you know what? I I walked home in it because it was was glorious. Yeah, Um, nice. I'm sorry for all of those who are sat at home in front of a fan, sweating still, but the, the cold weather is yeah. soon returning. Um, we need a bit of rain. You walk about and yeah. all the grass is all yellow. Everywhere you go, it's yellow, so we needed a bit of rain today, and it's, we'll it's av- nice to see. Yeah, we'll avoid it between 2 and 5 o'clock tomorrow, yeah. as the, uh, the Pompey the Pompey boys welcome Coventry to Fratton Park for their, their penultimate pre-season friendly, and... Uh, also joining Dean on the show tonight, as mentioned, Tom Malley joins us over the the powers of the internet. Tom, it is uh, also a very big pleasure to welcome back on the show. Evening, Jake. Yeah, great to be back, and uh, can't wait to get talking about Pompey again. No, me neither. Uh, Dean, right, where do we start? Because we could put our hands on a number of talking points right now to to start things off. Um, I guess let's kick things off and just put it out there straight away so we can no longer dwell upon it the end of last season because ultimately that has set up what is going to be this season back in League One rather than the Championship which was the aim for Danny Cowley and the Pompey squad last season 4-1 defeat to Sheffield Wednesday on the final day but it was a one-all draw away at Morecambe uh, on Easter Monday which actually condemned Pompey to this sixth season in League One overall again it's just it has to be said it was just an underwhelming campaign again too many individual poor performances too many team performances that were absolutely terrible you look at the second half it was a tale of two halves wasn't it the first half of the season last year wasn't good enough the second half of the season is promotion winning form so we need to carry on where we left off kick off kick on and you look at like the Wickham game at the end of last season we, we've beaten some of those top sides Wick, Wigan up there uh, the Sunderlands we beat at home we, and we've built on that this summer's been an excellent transfer window we can push on where we left off and this could be exciting could be indeed and again because we don't want to dwell on it too much Tom we were, we will leave it firmly in the past but the end of the last season pretty much as Dean uh, has put it rightly there Pompey just weren't good enough at the start of the campaign it was a poor poor start uh, chasing our tails towards the end although some you know very flat results towards the end of the campaign it, it just again it just felt like one of those seasons where Pompey fall short at the final hurdle we're not a bad team we, we've got some very decent players at our disposal we seem to be a very good attacking side when we are playing good on our day but just again just not consistent enough to actually get into the top six or maybe even one day hopefully get in the top two yeah yeah you're right um inconsistency i think even danny cowley someone definitely said our season was almost played in thirds started well dropped off and it started well um finished off well and then sort of dropped off again i know that's sort of quarters there but yeah inconsistency giving ourselves too much to do we went on a really good run in the second half of the season but we were just constantly chasing that points gap and um you know, as I say, I think the inconsistency in the first half of the season let us down and it was too much of a mountain to climb and here we are. Yeah, here we are indeed. And Dean, you can't you can't win every game of the season and we will, we'll, we'll always come to the end of every campaign if we don't get promotion, if we do have a, an unsuccessful year, we'll always pick out certain points of a season where Pompey could have done better. And, and the same goes for every single team in the Football League, of course. But 
where do Pompey need to improve rather than just personnel getting better players in where do Pompey is it a mentality thing is it a fitness thing that Danny Carlin needs to try and crack on because we get the players through the door they seem like good signings but they don't end well what is it about Portsmouth Football Club that over the last five or six years something's not cracking quite right I just think it's inconsistency with personal performances. You look at the Marcus Harnesses and you look at the Ronan Curtises. You're probably looking at one in every four games. Those players are outstanding, sort of a nine, ten out of ten. Otherwise, they're six and seven. So those kinds of players you need to kick on. You, you probably need eight or nine of your players playing excellent every week, and they can cover for the other two that that are the levels are dropping. But we need those players to really, really crack on every week and push on with those performances because we've been too inconsistent we've a few players have gone the dead wood as you say has gone we've replaced those with seven which I believe are cracking sign-ins and you boat that with what we've got this this could be a good season but with no divine right to be up there we you look at our side if we finish top next season I wouldn't be surprised but I wouldn't be surprised if we finish six so I think our aim has to be top six yeah absolutely uh, let's run through Pompey's pre-season friendly results uh, as they've happened so far two more remain of course tomorrow's home uh, friendly against Coventry City which is going to be a test event for the new South Stand and new North Stand as well and then Tuesday night at Pompey 11 will be travelling to the Hive to take on Barnet of the National League but pre-season kicked off as it usually does back at the start of July uh, with a 3-0 win away at Haven to Waterlooville then a day later uh, the Blues took another team to Gosport and actually quite a strong team of that as well it wasn't one of these Pompey 11th it wasn't a side made up of you know, academy players and fringe players who haven't played a game for a few months this was quite a strong team and we lost 1-0 to Gosport Borough um, on Saturday the 9th of July Pompey travelled to Spain they had a week training camp out in Mercia and then they beat Qatar SC by two goals to nil which was then followed by a 0-0 draw with Bristol City which went to extra time which I've never seen in a pre-season friendly ever but that happened um, of which in extra time Pompey also borrowed four or five players again from Bristol City but again I don't think we're going to touch on that too much um, Gillingham uh, was a 2-1 away win yet again the late late show uh, Conor Ogilvie scoring the winner at Priestfield on Saturday the 16th of July but a 5-2 thumping of Leighton Orient on Tuesday night at Brisbane Road a game played behind closed doors at Brisbane Road due to quote the heat because apparently it's not acceptable for fans to sit in shaded stands to watch football but for players to run around in 35 degrees weather in the boiling hot is fine. I don't know too much about that. I'm not a health expert, so maybe someone can put me in my place. But that was played behind closed doors and Pompey won 5-2. And, uh, and then on Wednesday evening, a one-all draw. That was a Pompey 11 with quite a few youngsters playing in that game. A one-all draw with Bognor Regis. Um, Dean, just... Why? Why was that game played behind closed doors? Because so many Pompey fans wanted to go to, to, to Leighton Orient. I can understand if the concern was for health and safety, but it just seems a bit bizarre that it the was players... health and safety in terms of travel, wasn't it? I read. Oh, was it? Yeah, but I don't yeah. know how they worked that out. Which no. just sometimes this this country's gone up a little bit yeah. crazy, hasn't it? it? wasn't wasn't that hot. It was no. hot, but not that no. hot. You could easily go and watch a game of football. And by the way, that's not a dig at Pompey. I don't think it was no. Pompey's decision. No. That was that was that's just an overall sort of. I don't know, late Orient FA. Yeah, just just someone made that decision. Decision, but it, it's been it's been gone now. Um, Tom, pre-season, yeah, you had the disappointing defeat at Gosport, but just 
really it's not about results is it it's about getting the fitness it's about seeing the new faces we've not had too many new players through the door that early on in pre-seasons we've not actually had much of a chance to see the new players in action yet we'll come on to talk about the new signings in just a moment's time but are you happy with what you've seen so far in pre-season does it bode well to set up what will hopefully be as Dean mentioned a challenge for the top six in league one next season um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to judge on, on some of the opponents we've faced. I mean, as you say, the pre-season is about building up fitness, team bonding, um, you know, working out tactics, etc., etc. Gosport result, you know, it's not great on paper considering we had a, a pretty full-strength team for the uh, first half, but it's the only defeat. Um, there's been some other good performances, um, you know, got some uh, got some victories in there, but. I mean, I think we'll, we'll feel uh, we'll get a good idea of where we are against Coventry on Saturday tomorrow. Um, but other than that, I, I wouldn't look too deep into the pre-season. As I said, it's it's about yeah. building fitness and team bonding. So you know, we'll judge where we are at the end of next season. Yeah. And uh, talking about this season, then Dean, it's it, you know we, we can't hide away from it too much longer. We have to talk about the new signings. Pompey have made seven of them, the first of which uh, Marlon Pack, the 31-year-old midfielder, joins on a two-year deal. He was a free agent after leaving Cardiff at the end of last season. Um, he, he had one first-team appearance between 2009 and 2011, and then left as a free agent to to pursue his footballing career elsewhere. Um, that was understandable due to the position Pompey were in at the time financially. Uh, but great to see Marlon Pack, a boyhood. Uh, a boyhood player who will come back and play for the club that he supported, the city that he grew up in, and quite frankly, a, a very solid signing for a, a, for a team in this division. Yeah, box to box, works hard, and you've already seen him pre-season. He's already scored a great goal away at Leighton Orient. I think he's that experienced heading there that we probably need. Uh, who's he replaced? He's replaced Sean Williams, you would say. So that's that's a great upwards, I'd say. Uh, with Joe Morell in there and Tony Cliff and Louis Thompson, that's that's a good midfield. And uh, I heard someone from Charlton Athletic say on Twitter in the week, Charlton have got the best midfield in the league, but if I look at it from a neutral point of view I think Portsmouth have got the best midfield in the league Yeah, and we'll come on to get Tom's thoughts on that as well as you guys back home as well don't forget we want to hear from you Pompey fans tuning into the show this evening and throughout the course of the season as always it is 81400 on the text put the word express at the start of your messages we do have a brand new email address that is sports at expressfm.com include at expressfm on twitter or you can find us again on facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Let us know your thoughts on Pompey's pre-season results, the signings that have come through the door at Fratton Park, the players that have departed, and your expectations for this upcoming League One campaign. And when we do come back, we'll be getting Tom's thoughts on Marlon Pack and the rest of the new signings. But first, we're going to hear from the 31-year-old. He sat down with Max Watton back at the start of the month when he put pen to paper on a two-year deal, with Max asking, how good does it feel to be back? Yeah, really happy. It's been quite a weird couple of weeks, in all honesty. But yeah, really happy with the decision. Kind of to come a little bit full circle in my career again, to come back home, to be afforded the opportunity to play for the club. Um, Obviously, it was an opportunity that I couldn't turn down in the end. Walking through the gates this morning, did you feel a sense of coming home? A little bit. I think when we get down to the stadium, I feel a little bit more at home, Um, especially as a youngster, being there as a season ticket holder um, and as a fan. I think, weirdly enough, Rocco, the training ground, I've played here a few times on a Friday night um, with friends and yeah, so that was a little bit weird. Um, seeing a few familiar faces, Kev, Northie, um, which is really good. How would you describe your time at Pompey previously and how much have things changed around here? I think obviously previously, being brutally honest, it was 
disappointing how it end, ended. But then when I look back at my career and what I've achieved since then, it's really it, it helped kind of mould my career. I think getting getting released and kind of starting a venture new, moving away, kind of forming my own career and becoming my own person. So from that sense, it was hard at the time. It's a long time ago now, but it it really helped me develop as a player and a person. And yeah, obviously the clubs changed massively. Been some good times. Ultimately, there's been some unfortunate times, and you know I'm hoping coming back, there's going to be a lot of good times on the horizon. Yeah, I suppose when you're at the club previously, it was not in the greatest of circumstances, but now we're on the way back. And how much do you feel you can play a part in that? Obviously, I want to play a massive part in it, and it was you know a major decision in coming back. I, you know, as much as it's my hometown club, it's the club I supported as, as a kid. I also like the project that's going on. You know, I've seen the pictures of the redevelopment of the stadium, obviously the work they're doing here at the training ground, and also having you know, frank and honest chats with Danny and Nicky. Um, feel like it's not just coming back to my hometown club, I can play a part and hopefully achieve success in, in the Pompey shirt. We'll delve into a little bit about your career after leaving Pompey. Two long spells, one at Bristol City, you made captain there as well, and more recently Cardiff. How would you sum up your time as a footballer to date? Yes, I think we all have dreams as a young kid, trying to make it in some capacity. I think I've been fortunate enough now to you know, be a professional for, what, we 13, 14 years. Yeah, I think I've gone on a journey that I probably didn't envisage. Really grateful for that. Um, obviously, I got my head down and worked hard and you know, played a lot of games in the championship. I've made, nearly made 600 appearances as a pro, so just turned 31. A lot of football left in me. A lot of opportunities to improve, I feel. I think under the gaffer and Nicky, I, I would do that here. And a little sense of trying to prove a little thing as well. I didn't, I didn't play enough times, I felt, last season. So really look forward to get back to playing and obviously more importantly getting back to Fratton Park and kind of making my debut there again. Yeah, moving on to where we are now. You're back at Pompey. You were born in a PO postcode, graduated from the academy. What else made you want to return to the South Coast? I think initially, being honest, I'm, I'm from Buckland, uh, quite a rough area in Portsmouth, from a council estate. Um, been there, homing away with Pompey through you know the good times and also a few bad times. Um, it was just the, the ambition, obviously, of the club. I think you don't need me to say that we've been in League One for too long, um, and there's there's no guarantee, but you know there's a real sense of urgency and ambition to you know, to gain promotion. I've had numerous messages and phone calls of people, a lot of people that I know, asking if I'm coming back. And I think in the end, just knowing the place and knowing the atmosphere that can be created from the fans at Fratton Park. And I think at this stage of my career, I want it to mean a little bit more. And listen, like I said, there's no guarantees of success, but it'll be guaranteed of me, you know, giving my all for the football club and doing everything that we can achieve something. And that's exactly what the fans want. You'll be able to feel a real connection with them. So how much will that help in your time here? Listen, I think always, regardless of what football club you've been at, I think they always want one of their own playing for the shirt. My journey and my passage to come back to Portsmouth has been a little bit different, but we're here now and, yeah, I think I can be relatable. I I know a lot of people in the crowd, in the stadium, that have come through the same childhood as me. I went to City Portsmouth Boys School, which I know is no longer called that, but I've been in the area for long enough. I I know the city, I know what it means to everyone. Um, Like I said, I've been with the fans, I've been in the stands, I've been cheering with them, so, yeah, really excited now. I I just want to kind of get started and get fit, get to know the lads and um, hopefully get a pre- good pre-season under our belt and get ready to go from July 30th. How much are you looking forward to meeting the squad? Yeah, paramount for me. I wanted to get in somewhere early. I think a, a good pre-season is key to anyone and if you can get the squad um, together early, I think that, that bodes well. So yeah, looking forward to meeting a few of the lads. And you said you've had a few conversations with Danny and Nicky. What have they been like and how much are you looking forward to working with them too? 
I think they've been a credit really to the football club. Like I said, their ambition and drive for the club. It kind of matched where I, I want to be at this stage of my career. And they've given me time, in all fairness to them. Really positive conversations. And also, I think they want the best for the football club. Um, and obviously, we're in the same boat in that capacity. So, really good, positive conversation with them. Come back from the first meeting, um, really positive. But obviously, I've, I've had an opportunity and time to make a decision on my career. But they've been first class and... I'm really looking forward to working with them, working alongside them and getting to know them better and um, I'm sure it'll be a really positive relationship. And just finally, looking on to next season, what are yours and the team's aspirations? Um, I think it'd be naive for me to say anything other than promotion. I think, listen, like I just said, there's no guarantees. Of course, I think you see the league's getting tougher and tougher each year with the quality that you have in it, with the, the statue of some of the teams, the, the players that they can attract, whether it's financial power or just the, the sizes of the club. So I think the ambition's there, like I said, and I think the club are going about it the right way in terms of the infrastructure. And um, I think that's pleasing to see because I don't think much would have changed over the last couple of years from when I left, which is a long time ago. So it's a real Real good project for me and it's one like I said I'm looking forward to being a part of and yeah like I said ambition will always be promotion a club of this side needs to be aiming for that I think as a club as a squad as a fan base we'll, we'll be giving it our all to make sure we try and achieve it Marlon Pack there speaking to Max Swatton. He became Pompey's first of so far seven summer signings uh, towards the start of the transfer window. The 31-year-old joining the Blues on a free deal after he left Cardiff City uh, at the end of last season. We'll get the thoughts of Tom Malley as well as the Pompey fans getting in touch via the text, tweets and emails after the break. And when we return, we'll hear from another of Pompey's seven summer signings. Josh Griffiths speaks out about the incentive of joining the club on a season-long loan deal from West Brom. Jed Wallace, who's just signed for West Brom, I've spent a few weeks with him and he couldn't speak highly enough of the club and he said he loved his time here and John, who was at Lincoln last year, said amazing things and, and Matt Clark, I know a little bit and Dion Burton, who's, who's a coach at West Brom, said amazing things so everyone said great things about the club, which I knew already to be fair but it just sort of solidified my um, decision. Stay right where you are, the Football Hour returns after the break. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. The new Stagecoach Flexi 5, a bus ticket that works when you do, for those who travel often, but not every day. These new flexible bus tickets are available as Flexi 5, bundles of five day riders for the price of four, and Flexi 10, bundles of 10 day riders for the price of seven. Flexi tickets are now available to download via the Stagecoach bus app. Download Flexi 5 or Flexi 10 from Apple App Store or Google Play today. For more information, visit stagecoachbus.com. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Welcome back to part two of this evening's instalment of the Football Hour here on Express FM, the very first episode of the brand new season. Sponsored as ever by Stagecoach across the South. Need to get in and around the city without a fuss? Then hop on a Stagecoach bus. You can download the app now from either the Apple app or Google Play Store to find out your bus times uh, at your nearest bus stop and to pay for your ticket in advance as well. Before the break, we were uh, talking about the signing of Marlon Pack, the uh, 31-year-old midfielder, rejoins for Pompey uh, after leaving the club nearly a decade ago. Tom Malley, um, Marlon, we just heard from him before the break. Fantastic signing. Dean was talking about how Charlton think they've got the best midfield in, in, in the league. Do Pompey actually, on paper, have the best midfield options now with Marlon Pack, uh, Joe Morrell, Louis Thompson, Brian Tunnicliffe as well? 
I would get Tom's thoughts, but he's uh, he seems to have disappeared. So we'll, we'll try and uh, we'll try and recover him and get Tom back in just a moment. Um, Dean, we'll talk about Marlon Pack again. You know, when he left Pompey. The club were in a, a very dire situation, administration, financial difficulties, and the lot. Um, you can understand his reasoning for leaving Pompey back in 2011, and he's gone on to have quite a quite a respectable career in 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 that, you know in, in retrospect, gone to Bristol City and Cardiff and made over 600 senior appearances. He comes to Pompey as a very experienced player, and the kind of the kind of head that we need within the squad this season. Yeah, it's that experience, isn't it? And it's just sort of steady that ship in the middle with Joe Morrell. And you look at the starting lineup depends on who you're playing as well, really. But you look at the two midfielders in there of Joe Morrell and Marlon Pack, and they're both Championship players, aren't they? They're absolutely experienced. Both of those players should be playing in the Championship at the start of this season, and that's yeah. all you can say. Yeah, uh, Tom Malley, I believe you're back with us. <laughs> Yeah, no, sorry about that, mate. <laughs> no, that's all right. That's uh, that's what happens. That's that's uh, you get those glitches in the system sometimes. Uh, I'll just ask you that you know we we spoke about Marlon Pack before the break. We heard from him. We heard the interview uh, with Max Spotton, and we're just speaking to Dean there about how he's the kind of experienced head and the leader that we need within this Pompey team this season. What exactly do you think he can bring to this Pompey team this campaign that perhaps none of the midfielders could last year? Uh, well, I know he's won he's won promotion from League One for starters, um, so that's that's obviously experience that he can bring to the side. Um, but I mean, it goes without saying seven seven years, seven seasons in the Championship. Um, he's not going to be um, inexperienced, is he? And um, you know, although he's been not not quite competing at this sort of level for the past few years, he, he's going to know more than what it takes to get out of the league. He's going to know exactly the level we should be playing at, and hopefully, with his experience, he can help to. Um, provide that for the rest of the midfield yeah and one of my favourite quotes from that interview Dean there's no guarantees of success but it'll be guaranteed of me giving my all for the football club and doing everything that we can achieve something and you kind of feel that Marlon Pack if any of the players but ever signed for Pompey but you feel like Marlon Pack really is the kind of player who would give 110% Every single game, he knows the city, doesn't he? He knows the people, and like we said, uh, we said sort of in the outbreak as part of his contract to sign for this club. I think he asked for seventeen uh, season tickets. So you yep. don't hear that too often. Yep. Uh, I think the players get two to four seats each, but uh, to ask for seventeen or season tickets is amazing. And it shows you he's got friends and family here, and he wants to do well. And he's thirty-one, which is a good age for a midfielder. So he's still got another couple of years of being a championship yeah. midfielder. At least. So to have him in that Portsmouth engine room is incredible this season. Yeah, two-year deal as well for Marlon Pack. So hopefully we'll see him have one more championship season under his belt before he uh, decides to move on with his career if he doesn't renew with Pompey after that two-year spell. Uh, let's speak about some of the other signings as well. Uh, Zach Swanson joined the club for, for an undisclosed fee from Arsenal. He's a 21-year-old right back. Uh, that's a two-year deal with the option of an extended 12 months at the end of that as well. Joe Rafferty then joined the Blues uh, also on a two-year deal. He was a free agent after leaving Preston North End at the end of last season. He's also a right-back and joins on a two-year deal. Uh, he made 72 appearances for Preston since 2019, which is when he joined the club from Rochdale. Josh Griffiths, the goalkeeper, which we'll hear from in just a few moments' time. The goalkeeper uh, on loan from West Bromwich Albion for the season. He's 21 years old. He's an England under-21 international and he's had previous 
his loan spells, successful ones of that as well at Cheltenham Town and Lincoln City. There is a recall option for Josh Griffiths, however that is quite normal for goalkeepers, that's just, just set in stone, that's just how it is with goalkeepers unfortunately. Gavin Bazunu had one but there was no real uh, indicator that would ever be an issue for Danny Cowley. Joe Piggott, 28 years old, he's a striker, Pompey find a striker, finally. Uh, he's on loan from Ipswich. He's previously been at Southend United, Maidstone and Wimbledon and enjoyed quite a bit of success there. Only two goals from 20 appearances at the Tractor Boys uh, last season, which is when he joined them. Uh, he's only been there a year, so he joins Pompey on loan. He's been out of favour. There have been quite a few circumstances surrounding that, so hopefully he can get a fresh start here at Pompey. And the good news with that is that there is no recall option reported for that loan deal. So as far as we have been made aware, if Joe Piggott is banging in the goals and he's got 20 by January, which I've got no reason to doubt why he wouldn't, um, then Ipswich cannot call him back. He is ours until the end of the season. Uh, Josh Oluwayemi, I believe uh, that is how you pronounce that name. I'm sure we're going to get some clarification once we do hear the first interview with him. Um, he's quite new on the scene of, of professional football. Uh, he's a free agent. He had been on trial with Pompey. He's 21 years old. He's a goalkeeper. Um, he signs on a one-year deal with uh, an option for a second year as well. And then yesterday, the end of a wild transfer saga, Colby Bishop the Accrington Stanley striker 25 years old, joins Pompey uh, on a three year deal with the option of an extended year so essentially possibly four years at the club uh, for Colby Bishop that is reported fee, although undisclosed, a reported fee of £500,000 after last season, Accrington were turning down offers of 1.2, 1.5 million from championship teams um, Andy Holt, the owner of Atkinson Stanley, actually earlier today uh, tweeting about his thoughts regarding Colby Bishop leaving the club, um, reporting that last season Colby Bishop had the offers, he wanted to go and play championship football which is understandable for a player of his calibre and his age, um, but due to a situation regarding Dion Charles they just could not afford to get to lose him and they could not afford to get someone in so late to replace him so he stayed loyal to Atkinson he stayed with the club and as promised Andy Holt the owner of Atkinson Stanley allowed Colby Bishop to leave the club this summer to pursue his footballing career further no matter what the cost so quite a cut price deal for Pompey but Dean it wasn't easy and for once Pompey have come out of an incredible transfer saga as the team happiest because Colby Bishop as far as we're aware earlier in the week he was on his way down to Pompey it was reported by the news who apparently have been blamed for <laughs> the whole saga which is just ridiculous um, but halfway down the motorway apparently he turned around and went to Blackpool because they reignited their interest in him yep. what are your thoughts on that because personally some might think of it and say why do we want him he clearly didn't want us in the first place no. But if look, he's got no allegiances to Pompey. He's not a Pompey fan. He wasn't born here. He's a footballer. He had an option to go into the championship. If that were me, I'd take it as well. Yeah. If somebody in your line of work offered you a job down the road for a lot more money and you didn't have to relocate, you'd take it, wouldn't you? Uh, definitely, I've seen him play so many times, and he's, he again, he's another championship footballer. He's absolutely excellent. He's he's a bit like John Marquis in terms of his running about, mm. but he scores goals and he yeah. takes his chances and he's one of those players that I really rate. I was excited when I heard our interest of him and I believe he had interest from Blackpool. There was a lot of people that said he failed a medical. He didn't fail a medical. He had a lot of interest in him. I think Preston North End came in at the very last minute as well. He spoke 
to Preston and Blackpool. And then I believe, I think it was after the Bogner game at the Village Hotel, Danny Cowley, Danny Cowley met him at half past one in the morning and he signed his contract at two o'clock in the morning. Wow, there you go. Quite some story and you can, you can quite understand why Danny Cowley was so desperate to get Colby Bishop uh, in a Pompey shirt, Tom. And, and a great signing, as Dean mentioned, a player who perhaps could be playing in the Championship right now and he certainly had the interest to be doing so as well. And you get the feeling as well that, you know, with, with all of Danny Cowley's interviews, the way that, you know, the kind of player he wants at this club, Tom, if it were true that Colby Bishop failed a medical at Blackpool, I don't see any reason why Danny Cowley would have then accept him here at Pompey because Danny Cowley wants a fully fit squad who can play 90 minutes week in, week out. Yeah, definitely that. Um, and I think at his age, 25 years old, he's still got so much room to improve um, and, and to kick on with his career. So I think we've got him at a perfect age. He hasn't even hit the prime years yet. So um, that's, that's all the more exciting by the time those sort of three years run down and um, you know who knows he might be able to pen an extension but um, yeah a, a great signing he's, he's hit double figures in the past two seasons I think mm. for Accrington and a bit of a late bloomer to the, to the full time game but um, you know as you said with that championship interest it clearly shows he's got the quality yeah. and um, hopefully he'll be playing there with us next season Yeah, uh, Thomas on Twitter uh, with a very interesting question of which I don't have the answer to uh, would Marlon Pack and Haji Minoga be the first duo to start a competitive game for Pompey together having attended the same secondary school I can't think of any from the late 90s onwards now I don't know how on earth you'd go about finding that, st uh, that stat Thomas but uh, it's a very very unique point of that anyway uh, Rich Raymond a great week transfer wise squad is taking shape nicely um, though it feels like the club shop and sells them a foot over kit prices I know it's only £5 more than last year's but this constant increase is pricing people families especially uh, for a £20 top with badges and I was going to discuss that later in the show we're going to leave that for now but we will talk about the kit later on and finally um, Mockers on Twitter great to, hear you, great to hear from you again Mockers what a marquee signing Marlon Pack is for Pompey I enjoyed watching him at for Cheltenham he is a class act with a great range of passing intelligent excellent at keeping the ball and he loves the club hashtag one of our own if you do want to get in touch between now and 7 o'clock we do advise you do so 81400 is the number to text you can put the word express at the start of your messages otherwise you can email sports at expressfm Com. Find us on Twitter at ExpressFM or visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. And before we head into the third and final part of this evening's football, we're going to hear from the man who is expected to start in between the sticks for Pompey this season, Josh Griffiths, who spoke to Max Watton after signing the loan deal from West Bromwich Albion. Josh, welcome to Pompey. First of all, just tell us why you wanted to make the move here. Well, obviously, the, the size of the club is, is the main thing that sticks out to me. I've heard amazing things off, off lads that I know that have been here before and I know the size of the fan base and, and what it means to the fans here so it was a natural progression in my career and it was such an easy choice to make and as soon as I knew about the interest I wanted to get it done and I can't wait to get going now. Yeah, you've been at West Brom since the age of 10 and you joined Pompey on loan from them. What's your career been like there and working your way from the academy to the first team? Yeah, it's been it's flown by 10 years, seems, seems a long time but... Um, yeah, I've had some great opportunities, worked with some great people. Um, I spent the last sort of two years out on loan, which has obviously been amazing. I want to keep ticking those games off. But yeah, I couldn't speak highly enough of West Brom and, and grateful for them for, for allowing me to come out and, yeah, and relish the opportunity. How important is, is it, do you think, for a person your age, a goalkeeper your age, to sort of be going on those loans to get those match minutes? Yeah, it's, it's the most important thing, especially I've, I've learned so much already and I'm only hopefully at the, at the start of my career 
and yeah, you just it's all about picking up three points and you learn about, about the men's game and, and how harsh it can be at times and, and how rewarding as well. It's there's so many highs and lows. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, I, I wanted to come out and continue uh, ticking off those games and, and to come to a, to a club like Portsmouth was, um, yeah, it was a real honour. Let's talk about those loan spells you had, Cheltenham and Lincoln. What were the most important things you learnt during both of those spells? Both very different. Cheltenham was obviously it was behind closed doors, so that was sort of quite easy for me for, for settling in for my first loan. It was a great group of lads and they really looked after me. And obviously we had a successful season as well, which always makes it good. And then Lincoln again was my first year of fans, so that to be honest, that took a few games to get used to. That was different. Um, and now look, playing with fans is, is the best thing. I, I'm not sure I could do it, do it without them now. Different styles of football. At Cheltenham, we were, we were flying every week, and Lincoln sometimes the form was patchy. So, just dealing with different emotions and, and mistakes and playing well, it's that's what alone's all about. And I'm ready to sort of put those two together now, and, and hopefully have another solid season. What have your conversations with Danny Cowley been like? Great, yeah. He's obviously I've, I've heard amazing things from, especially the people at Lincoln. Obviously, he was there before. Um, and just speaking to him today, his, his passion for the game stands out, and he's been amazing with even little things. Well big things but sort of moving me and my girlfriend down and helping with houses and things he's he's been great settling me in and yeah he's full of confidence and I'm really looking forward to, to working under him and who else have you spoken to about coming here I understand there's some familiar names that the Pompey fans might recognise yes yeah, so obviously Jed Wallace who's just signed for West Brom I've spent a few weeks with him and he, he couldn't speak highly enough of the club and he said he loved his time here and and John who was at, at Lincoln last year said amazing things and, and Matt Clark I know a little bit um, yeah, and, and Dion Burton, who's, who's a coach at West Brom, said amazing things. So everyone said great things about the club, which which I knew already, to be fair. But it just sort of uh, yeah solidified my um, decision. You have experience in the England youth squads. I'm guessing one of your main aims is to work your way back in there. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, when I want to get back in the 21s. I sort of came out last year through injury and things. So obviously my my main focus is playing well for, for Portsmouth. Um, but yeah, that's, that's definitely a career goal of mine to get back in there and, and get a few caps. And just finally, how much are you looking forward to playing at Fratton Park with obviously our first league game being against your former team? Yeah, yeah, at home it's against Lincoln. I honestly can't wait. I, I was looking forward to playing here last year, but, but missed out through injury and things. So yeah, that first home game is going to be amazing. And yeah, I can't wait to see all the fans and, and get going. There you are then, Josh Griffiths, uh, one of his seven summer sidings for Pompey this season, one of two goalkeepers that have put pen to paper to commit their short-term futures to the club and uh, sign for Danny Cowley's side. Myself, Dean and Tom will be back after this next break to talk more about the men in between the sticks, the repercussions that might have for the likes of Alex Bass and Toby Stewart as well. We'll come on to talk about Colby Bishop and his potential partnership with Joe Piggott and when we do return we'll be hearing from Colby Bishop Speaking to the gaffer I think the club at the moment has got the same you know, ambitions as me of pushing up the leagues and stuff like that so I think it suits perfectly and hopefully together we can do that Join us again in just a few moments time for the third and final part of this evening's edition of the Football Hour This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Go by bus. Go greener with Stagecoach. Next stop, a cleaner, greener future. Did you know that if we all ditch the car and switch to a bus just once a month for a year, we'd save the UK 2 million tonnes of CO2? Switch to bus, because by switching, you can make a big difference. Get on board a Stagecoach bus for a cleaner, greener future. For more information, go to switchtobus.com. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 
Express FM. Welcome back for the final time to the Football Hour here on Express FM, the very first episode of this brand new season. Once again, Brent, driven to you this season by Stagecoach Across the South. So thank you very much to Stagecoach Across the South for supporting another campaign of the Football Hour. We're going to bring Tom and Dean back into the conversation now, just over 15 minutes of the show remaining. It is absolutely flown past, uh, as it quite always does. So, Tom, I want to come back and get your thoughts. We will talk about uh, Colby Bishop when we hear from him in a few moments time but I want to talk about the situation regarding the goalkeepers because Danny Carley he's signed up Josh Griffiths on loan from West Bromwich Albion a very good signing uh, previous loan spells at Lincoln City and Cheltenham Town as well as well as Josh Olawayemi um, you expect this could be the end of Alex Bass's Pompey career and quite frankly as much as that is a real big shame especially being you know one of our own he needs to go out and he needs to go out and explore his options. He is a first-team goalkeeper for someone, but he's not getting that opportunity here. No, he's not. It's disappointing. Um, he's certainly got the attributes and the quality to be our first-team goalkeeper. And you know, me along with a lot of the fans were, were under the impression that the reason he was sent out to Bradford um, in the second half of last season was so that he could get game time, so that he was ready to be our first choice keeper um, this season once Bazuna had left. But that's clearly not the case with um, bringing in two more keepers. Um, I think if, if Griffith, Griffiths hadn't come in, um, perhaps, but you know, West Brom wouldn't have loaned him to us if he wasn't going to be guaranteed first team football. Uh, Oluwayemi is, um, you know, obviously definitely going to be the backup keeper, and he could have been backup to Bass. But yeah, with Griffiths' arrival, it's um, it's looking likely that he's going to be off. Yeah, and um, the two sides that are reportedly interested in Alex Bass's signature, Dean uh, Crawley Town. An Exeter City, um, as, as Tom rightfully mentions there, Alex Bass very much capable of being a starting goalkeeper in League One, so you could very much expect him to sign for Exeter, but if not, if he goes to Crawley, he'll, he, well, he's, he's going to be one of the best goalkeepers in the League Two next season. Yeah, he's a good keeper, and I think he's been a little bit unlucky. I think all the years he's been at Portsmouth, there's been a lot of um, managerial changes, so he's been a bit unfortunate there, but I think from his own point of view as well, he needs to get out of this city now, go and play first-team football and find a permanent home elsewhere and best of luck to him because he's a good keeper absolutely absolutely really unfortunate but it hasn't worked out for him here at Portsmouth we're not we're talking like he has gone he hasn't yet <laughs> he could, no, he he could still true. stay at Pompey yeah. but look the, 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 it is heavily reported about Alex Bass is on his way out and like you say with the signings of Griffiths mm. and Olawayini, um and obviously Toby Stewart who is likely to go out on loan to a non-league side Dean you mentioned off air but he's, he's playing for Bogner tomorrow, um, tomorrow night um, you imagine he will be, uh, join them on loan and, and then be recalled perhaps for trophy matches we don't know but that usually is the case uh, for a youngster like Toby Stewart so again we wish him all the best as well um, let's move on to talk about some of the other departures uh, from Pompey over the summer of course we lost the loan players Gavin Bazunu who went back to Manchester City and then signed on a permanent deal for another South Coast club for a, yeah they wear different colours of Pompey um, mm. yeah George Hurst, yeah, enough said. George Hurst, gone back to Leicester. Everyone wants him back. There's a reason for that. It could still happen. I don't think it'll be a permanent, but don't put the that. loan option's still there. Don't put that excitement in my head. It's Can not I... just a player... From a player point of view, from mm. a... Coming into our team, brilliant, we'd love him. Yeah. But it's also, from an owner's point of view, it's an investment. You're not going to yeah. lose yeah. money on him. Tom, do we need George Hurst, or would it be a luxury for Pompey? Would you rather Danny Cowley focus elsewhere on other regions of the pitch? Would George Hurst be a luxury now that we've got Joe Pickett and Colby Bishop, or do you think that actually if we get George Hurst, we're going up? 
Yeah. I do. Um, I don't think we need another striker if we're going to play one up front all season. Um, but I think if Hurst came back, it would not only be a fantastic signing for the club, it would be a, uh, a huge advantage for the owners in winning the fans over um, a bit more than they already have or struggling to. Um, yeah, it's weird. I mean, we've just signed um, Colby Bishop. Um, great signing, obviously, as a permanent. Piggott's on a loan. I think if Hurst was coming on a loan as well, um, it would be between him and Piggott for sort of just getting more game time. Colby Bishop's obviously going to be the, the standout, I think. But then again, I, I believe there's every reason to say that Hurst can start ahead of Bishop. Um, I don't think we need him. As you said, it would be a luxury. But um, yeah, I mean, we'd all love him back. Dean, I can see you're holding three fingers up. You, you, you think Pompey need three strikers? <laughs> like I'm, I'm going to disagree. No, no, I, I, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Pompey need three strikers, but on the basis of having three quality strikers, three players that should be starting, yeah. do you think they're going to be wanting to be rotating as often, or do you think that third striker needs to be someone that's a bit younger with a bit less experience, someone who yeah, will be pushing? possibly. There's that young lad at Tottenham. We were. A chasing all summer uh, he could be one of those young lads and so could George Hurst to be fair he's only had one season at, well mm. two seasons at League One level one really good season at League One mm. uh, you just worry that if one of our front two get injured you've you've only got one striker and you've not yeah. even got one on the subs bench so you need that third person there uh, who that would be I don't know I still think the George Hurst option is is there, and it depends how ambitious the club are. Yeah. Um, speaking of strikers, he left Pompey in the summer. Tired of Walker, went back to Coventry after quite a disappointing loan spell. Although I'm not going to say disappointing, he had a really good loan spell, didn't he, Tom? Because he's he's coming back to Fratton Park tomorrow, and we don't want to say too much about him because you know he's going to score. He scored twice for Coventry in pre-season against oh, Nottingham God. Forest. That's more goals than he Away, yeah, where Portsmouth were playing in oh, Spain. Oh. So yeah. Tom, Tyler Walker, it didn't work out for him, but you know exactly what's happening tomorrow. Yeah, it was called a hat-trick, definitely. <laughs> and he probably shushed himself stand or whatever stand all the fans are sat in and, uh, you know, and be on his way and probably record 20 goals a season uh, for Coventry in the Championship, but yeah. uh, that's the way things go. Um, no, it was disappointing the way it w- worked out for him. Definitely a good striker coming here. Just didn't work. No. They, they happens with loan spells and when it's a loan spell he's not going to be 100% committed to the cause if he knows he's going back to Coventry at the end of the season it just it just is what it is and that's always the risk of loans but um, you know we've got Bishop and Bigot now and I think are just as good if not arguably you know going to be better for us um, at least yeah and we haven't got too much longer left on the show to talk extensively about these uh, next departures that have left Pompey since the last time we were on air here on Express FM but we've got plenty of time on Monday and plenty of time next Friday to talk about all of this and much much more as well Sean Williams he ran down his contract at Pompey he's gone to Gillingham on a free transfer after they were relegated to League 2 he joins Ben Thompson who he's not no he's not there anymore is he Ben no, Thompson Ben Thompson's gone hasn't he Somewhere. Yeah, he's gone somewhere. Not Fleetwood. Where's he gone? Chol- not Cholton? No. Can't think where Tom, he's gone. Tom, where's he gone? We can't. Uh, absolutely racked my brains for this one. Um, ben Thompson is somewhere in the football oh, world. Is it Cholton? Cholton? No, it's no. not Cholton. You can hear my keyboard frantically typing Ben Thompson. Can't believe between the lot of us we don't know who this, I know. where he's gone. Of course oh, it's Peterborough. Oh, Peterborough, One yes. of the potential promotion rivals next yeah. season. Of course, how could we not remember <laughs> that? Anyway, we won't talk about Ben Thompson, but... 
yeah, I was just trying to talk about Sean Williams. He's gone to Gillingham. Uh, Marcus Harness, he's gone to Ipswich. Um, it wasn't part of the deal which saw Joe Pickett come to Pompey on loan. It was actually separate as um, recorded by Danny Cowell. It just happened to be announced at the same time. Marcus Harness has gone to Ipswich on an undisclosed fee, reportedly 750000 which is around about what Pompey paid for him in 2019. Ollie Webber, less Pompey's a free agent. He's gone to Glen Torren in Northern Ireland. Aidan O'Brien... We'll talk more about him on Monday, which is quite frankly don't have the time to do it tonight, unfortunately, lads. But Aidan O'Brien, no contract could be agreed for him at Pompey. He's now at Shrewsbury. Paul Downing's a free agent, yet to find a new club. And Callum Johnson, after spending a year on loan at Fleetwood last season, is now at Ross County. Okay, before we do conclude this evening's edition of the Footblower, we're going to hear from the man who signed yesterday evening on a three-year deal with an option for a 12-month extension as well. After very hectic few days the transfer was up in the air Max Watton asked Colby Bishop how pleased are you to have signed for Portsmouth I'm over the moon I think you know just walking through here today the atmosphere of the place even when people aren't here the club when you when you walk around the town this morning it's crazy to be here and I'm, I'm so excited to crack on what did Danny Cowley say to make you decide this was the best move for you I think um as much as the gaffer, obviously we spoke a lot, I think the club kind of speaks for itself, doesn't it? You know, I've played here before, the atmosphere every time you come, the size of the club, it's, it's amazing. And speaking to the gaffer, I think the club at the moment has got the same, you know, ambitions as me of pushing up the leagues and stuff like that. So I think it suits perfectly and hopefully together we can do that. What can the fans expect to see from you in a Pompey shirt? Hard work. I think that's a lot of feedback from what I've had in the past. Every time I put the shirt on, I'll work as hard as I can. Score goals, hopefully, and also... You know, I like to think I've got a bit more that I can help other my teammates around me. You enjoyed three prolific years at Accrington Stanley. Do you look back fondly on your time in the club? Yeah, I've got nothing but kind words to say about Accrington. They've been amazing with me. The fans from day one were amazing. And I'm hoping the relationship I had there I can, I can build here. You worked your way up through the non-league game after leaving Notts County as a youngster. How did that period help mould you as a footballer? I think it was possibly the best thing that ever happened to me. You know, it, it gave me a realisation. I, um, I used to work as a PE teacher and play part-time as well, so you know, I was, it was quite busy. And it made me realise <laughs> when you've got time in the day what you can do with it. And since being in professional football again, I've used that time and it's paid off. So I'm hoping coming to a club like this with the facilities, I can get even stronger. You've played at Fratton Park before in an Accrington shirt, but how much are you looking forward to running out in front of a packed house as a Pompey player for the first time on Saturday? Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. I mean, like I've said, coming here as, a, as an away team, it's mesmerising, but I can only imagine what it's like wearing these colours and this strip when you're one of their own. So I can't wait. Joe Piggott also arrived last week. How excited are you to be working alongside him? No, definitely. I've seen, I mean, I've played against him quite a few times, especially when he was at Wimbledon, and he's obviously a very good player, so I'm hoping that we can build a partnership. And it's not long now until the opening league game at Sheffield Wednesday. Do you think you can hit the ground running at Hillsborough? Yeah, don't see why not. I'm used to this league and I'm hoping that with the players around me and I know the talent they've got in this squad, obviously I'm going to get loads of chances and I'm hoping that I can put them away. Did you speak to anyone about coming down here? Yeah, I've got quite a few friends um, who I've played at Accrington with who are from down here and they've had nothing but good words and said how amazing it is down here. So I'm really looking forward to living down here and meeting other people. Both personally and as a team, what are your aspirations for next season? promotion. I think, speaking to the gaffer, I think a club this size and with the talent and the players that we've got and the ambition, I think there's no reason why we can't put our minds to that. And just finally, have you got a message for the Pompey fans? Just thank you. You know, even the last couple of days, I was, I was speaking to someone earlier just saying the messages and stuff, it makes you realise how passionate they are about the club and how grateful I am for all the messages I've already received and I'm hopefully I can meet them all soon and it'll be nice to actually put faces to names.
Colby Bishop there speaking to Max Watson, part of the media team. Hopefully we'll see a bit more of him in a Pompey shirt tomorrow afternoon when Pompey welcome Coventry City to Fratton Park for their penultimate three, uh, pre-season test. Um, hopefully he can strike up quite a partnership with Joe Piggott again. We'll try and see that tomorrow, hopefully. And uh, we'll talk about more about that on Monday on the next instalment of the Footblower. We'll also talk about um, Pompey's home kit, which we'll also see debut tomorrow. We'll talk more extensively about the departures from Fratton Park over the course of the summer transfer window. We're also going to touch upon some of the other deals made in League One throughout the course of the pre-season schedule. Okay, let's run you through some of the fixtures. Of course, it was fixture release day on June 21st, and we've since learned a few of our cup opponents as well. Pompey will start the campaign away at Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday the 30th of July. That is next week. Um, Over the festive period Pompey will be away at Exeter on uh, Boxing Day before facing Ipswich Town at home on Thursday the 29th of December they've then got a uh, home match again against Charlton on New Year's Day that is this Sunday the 1st of January 2023 over the Easter Bank holiday weekend on Friday the 7th of April Pompey will travel to MK Dons before coming back to Fratton Park on uh, Easter Monday to host Morecambe and then the final three game, games of the season Atkinson at home, Derby away and Wickham Wanderers at home. So that is the schedule and the full schedule can be found on the PortsmouthFC.co.uk website and you can put forward slash matches to find out the full fixture list. It has been a pleasure to welcome you both back onto the show this evening. Dean Adams, thank you very much for joining us. Sorry we haven't got through everything. There's just so much to talk about No, there in, always in, is, in yeah. so little time. But that's good. All good stuff as well. So good to see Absolutely, you. Absolutely, yeah. The only negative was the kit, but that's just me. No, I like my... it. <laughs> It's all right. I'm different. It's not the worst. And it's got no red in it. So No, no hey, that's all know. that counts. Exactly. Um, Dean, thank you very much. Uh, quick score prediction for tomorrow. Oh, uh, 3-1 Portsmouth. 3-1 Pompey. Okie dokie. Thank you, Dean, very much. And thank you to Harry for joining us in the studio as well. Tom Malley back at home. Thank you very, very much for joining us on the show this evening. Likewise, my friend, have a great weekend and a score prediction for tomorrow, if you could. Yeah, cheers, mate. Um, and... Coventry will be tough. I'm going to go for a 1-1. A one-all draw between Pompey and Coventry tomorrow afternoon. Thank you very much, Tom, for joining us on the show. Thank you once again to Dean Adams for joining me. I'm going to go for a sneaky 2-1 Pompey win. Well, I'm afraid that is the very end of the very first edition of the Football Hour for this brand new season. Once again, thank you very much to both Dean Adams and Tom Malley for joining us on the show throughout the course of the last 60 minutes or so. Thank you to the Pompey fans who got in touch via the text tweets and emails. We'll hear more from you on Monday evening. We'll be discussing tomorrow's result against Coventry. We'll hear from more of the Pompey summer signings. We might even have another one or two contracted before Monday's show. You might not be able to count on it, but you never know. Um, next up, here on Express FM. Connor Mosley is up with the Express Floor Fillers. You are invited as a VIP to Portsmouth's biggest party on a Friday night. Connor plays just great floor fillers all night long. And then tomorrow morning 4am you can catch a repeat of this evening's edition of the Football Hour if you're up bright and early. If you just can't wait to get your football fix at Fratton Park, I'll be back at 4am with a replay of this evening's show. Ian McGuinness is back with Saturday breakfast between 8 and 11. Lily Park is back between 11 and 2 and of course no Pompey Live tomorrow. 
we unfortunately don't cover pre-season friendly so we've got the victory years between two and four before express pride with nick mccluskey the local music show with robbie james returns from six through till seven before decades party with brendan mccarthy but until monday pompey fans thank you very very much for joining us here on the first episode of the new season on the football hour have a great weekend enjoy the game tomorrow stay safe and i'll see you on monday take care thanks for listening and good night